The early 1700s were known as the Golden Age of Piracy. All throughout the Caribbean and along the coastline of the southern English colonies, pirates attacked and captured countless merchant ships in an attempt to make themselves rich. One of these pirates stood out among the rest and remains a legend in his own right. In this week's episode of HPH, we're taking a look at what piracy was really all about and detailing the short but eventful career of the man who perfected the art of getting drunk on rum and stealing everything that wasn't nailed down. Grab a drink, sing a sea shanty, and join us for the tale of high seas daring that is this episode of Hunter Proof History, titled Blackbeard. Gimme dat booty, Arr. This is Hundred Proof History. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts, Chris and Greg. Oh my god, guys. Thank you so much for rescuing me. We didn't rescue you, we captured you. Well, either way, I really appreciate it. You see, we, uh, we sunk the vessel you were on. What was her name, anyway? <laughs> Nothing her about it, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> What's he talking about? Uh, sorry. Well, on with it, you landlubber. Uh, that was an all-male riverboat casino and hotel known as the <laughs> Cockpit. That's <laughs> 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 enough. What you got in the bags there? I was able to make it off with my guitar and some rum. You guys, hmm, maybe want to have a party? <laughs> 69 bottles of beer on a wall. 69 bottles of beer. Take one down, pass it around. 68 bottles of beer on the wall. That's enough. Enough. Who then? Well, let me tell you. My wife is going to be so happy you guys rescued, er, uh, captured me. So, uh, what's my ransom? Where well, you see that all depends. What is it that you do for a living, er? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. I'm actually a uh, pro gamer, got a huge Twitch following, and uh, I'm an IG influencer of sorts. <laughs> and, you know... I've got an OnlyFans, you know, where I show my butthole. <laughs> what in Davy Jones' locker was that? Gar, shiver me timbers. What in the fuck are those words? <laughs> Every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> oh, y'all are just a hoot. You know that? Who wants to hear a joke? What did the pirate say to the flying prostitute? Land ho! <laughs> no. Get it? Just, guys? Just no. Land, land ho? <laughs> Oh, tough crowd. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, hold on, I messed up, guys. <laughs> Put an end to this. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Oh, that's right. I remember now, guys. I remember now. <laughs> Holy oh. shit! 
Yeah, the captain did it with the cannon again. Or it wasn't worth the ransom money. Throw him overboard for the fishes. John Blackeye, go get me prisoner Hambone. We need to continue our interrogations. Arr. <laughs> yep. Oh. Wolf Dick, before anything, give him a round of applause again. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, gosh. So good. Oh, man. Uh, I was not expecting that at all. I'm never expecting these things, but I was not expecting that, especially this week. You've had a rough week. Ugh. Uh, as our yes. pa- Patreon listeners already know. Um, but the, the plebeians can also know that uh, the storm, the winter storm here in Texas, hit you particularly hard and you've had a tough time, but. Man, you still found time to go downstairs into your basement, get that spinning wheel, and turn that straw into gold, man. That was amazing. Well, thank you. It's not my, my proudest of works, but, you know, it's, it's fun to make, so whatever. Uh, my favorite part is just how historically accurate it was, and just how uh, you yeah, <laughs> yeah. nailed down that part. <laughs> All right, well, listener, welcome in to Hunter Proof History. The podcast voted as the height of comedy and podcasting combined by some association. You've, you, you've probably never heard of them. They go to a different school. Also, the decline of Western civilization. It is also known as. Got that combo going. Trophy case is filling up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Today, Gregory, who is your main host, who just did that lovely bit of entertainment. Hello. Today, Gregory and I, Christopher, your sexy host, are talking about Blackbeard the Pirate. Kind of an interesting story. Didn't know a lot about Blackbeard. A lot of things I didn't know I was mistaken about. So, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be very interesting for our listeners as well. I think so, too. And um, our main source for today is Blackbeard, America's Most Notorious Pirate, by Angus Constum. Oh, he was made of that beef I can't afford. Angus, gotcha. I should get that chub that's in a tube, like eight oh, pounds yeah. of ground beef for six bucks. Ground meat. Ground meat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So how did you like this book, Christopher? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, you're going to see kind of going through this story. We don't know a lot about Blackbeard. We just kind of don't. There wasn't a lot written about him. What was written about him was kind of questionable, so they kind of put together. Um, really, this book is kind of a general piracy book. You're going to learn a lot about pirates, a little bit about Blackbeard. Not the best book we've read, but not the worst by far. (laughs) I don't know what this wee shit is. I didn't read a fucking page, (laughs) full disclosure. Got busted pipes in my house. I haven't had water in a week. My pool equipment is destroyed. (laughs) Froze over and fucking exploded. As our Patreon listeners are already privy to. It, uh, yeah, it's ongoing. Yeah, uh, well, I like I your honesty. I haven't had a lot of time for the hobbies, okay? <laughs> I like your honesty, I, I do. I would be like, oh yeah, all right, I know all about Blackbeard, and then furiously in the background here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read uh, the cover and back cover. That was it, literally. So, not feeling too great about that, but... Luckily, you made a good outline for me. Yeah, hopefully you, you learned something this episode, just like our listener. You can join in. But I get to make all the pee-pee jokes the listener can't. <laughs> I wonder if that does happen, because I know, like, 
If I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, oh, they should have made a joke right there. They should. Oh, look, they just set it up, set it up. And then they just walked away. They walked away from the joke. I wonder if there's a guy driving. He's like, oh, I can't believe they didn't say something about a dick right there. I'm going to send that angry email. Probably not, because we don't really walk away from much. <laughs> True. In fact, we probably should walk away a lot sooner than we do. <laughs> yeah. That intro, for example. Mm-hmm. I had zero to 99 bottles of beer I could have started that song with, but we came in <laughs> right at 69 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. If that's not mature joke telling, I don't know what is. Right, yeah. If you walk through our orchards, all the apples at the top of the tree, they're still there. We're just <laughs> sweeping the bottom. <laughs> like, even a person walking would not go hungry. But right. that, guy in the, that guy in the wheelchair, he's going to starve to death. Because <laughs> yeah. we picked all that low-hanging fruit. Right. All right. Well, do you want to tell these people about Blackbeard? Teach them the history of piracy in these United States of America? Let me put it this way. I have an obligation to do so. <laughs> That's it. Okay. All right. Wouldn't say I'm missing it, Bob. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why your head's not in the game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to try my hardest and drink my hardest, too. Well, the man who would become known as Blackbeard was born somewhere around the year 1680. Well, since we're at the beginning of the episode, it's probably a good time to mention that most of what we know about Blackbeard comes from a dude who called himself Captain Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) And he wrote a book about pirates in the year 1725. No one is entirely sure who Captain Penis was because it was a pen name. (laughs) It was a pen name, and his stories were spiced up a bit to sell more copies of his book. Pen name? Yeah, a pin like 15. 15 name. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. deleting you saying it because I was making the joke. Uh, you had fine. your chance. Fine, I'm sorry. <laughs> the author of our main source, Angus Constam, went to great lengths to verify what he could with secondary sources, such as English documents. But in some cases, we just have to take Captain Johnson's word for it. No, baby, I've never been with anybody else. You're my first. Uh, you know, <laughs> we don't need protection. I, I, I shoot blanks. I don't I'm know. I'm sterile. Yeah. <laughs> a mule kicked me in the testicles when I was five. Oh, that explains the coloring and uh, <laughs> swelling of them. Yes, that's it. Yes. No, I practice <laughs> cupping. Have you ever seen the Olympics? <laughs> oh, just. Imagining it, just, oh, God. (laughs) Well, the commonly accepted name for Blackbeard is Edward Teach. And Captain Johnson claimed that Eddie was born in the English port city of Bristol. A lot of contemporary sources identify Blackbeard as Edward Thatch or (laughs) Tack. (laughs) Oh, Eddie Thatch. Hey, hey, ladies, that's what they call me because I never shave anywhere. (laughs) No one knows, and it it doesn't really matter, because eventually people just call him Blackbeard, and once you have a kick-ass pirate name like that, uh, you just stop bothering to tell people your birth name altogether. Except for, you know, he's at the grocery store with all of his pirate buddies, they're hanging out, he's raising hell, and then he sees his kindergarten teacher. I ain't wearing no fucking mask! (laughs) I'm a free pirate! (laughs) 
it doesn't work anyway because of this bird. <laughs> but then he sees his kindergarten teacher and she's like, Eddie? Eddie Teach, is that you? He's like, shh, shit, shit, shit. I'm trying to look cool. Uh, Eddie Weddy. Oh, you remember that time you couldn't button your pants and I tried to help you, but then you peed all in them and we had to call your mom. That was so funny. Look at you now, big pirate. Bill, you're so awesome. You're so grown up. He's like, oh God, I'll never live this down. I'm just gonna, oh, they're gonna call me Captain P Pants forever. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, the accepted story is that Blackbeard's father served as a privateer in the War of the Grand Alliance, which is kind of an oxymoron, by the way. We're all best friends. Let's have a war. And that was one of a zillion wars between England and France. Privateering was nothing more than legalized piracy. Since England hated France but lacked the ability to fight them in the Caribbean, they would give private citizens hall passes to attack and steal from French ships in that region, with the government and the privateer splitting the plunder. It was in 1680 that Daddy Beard sailed back to Bristol, knocked up some lady, and soon Itty Bitty Blackbeard came crawling out of her uterus, already sporting a five o'clock shadow. It is evident that Blackbeard received some formal education as later in life it was noted that he could read, write, and navigate for skills that a typical sailor lacked. Legend has it that Daddy Beard died in 1693. Blackbeard's mother then remarried, and Stepdaddy Beard didn't care too much for his new son. After a few years of shitty treatment, Blackbeard beat his stepfather nearly to death. Fearing arrest or revenge, the 16-year-old Eddie signed on to be a cabin boy on a merchant ship that took him to Port Royal, Jamaica. And also, he had to leave because there was a little bit of awkward situation. You know, he's in there. He just beat the hell out of his stepdad, and he looks over. His mom's wearing this, like, sexy Halloween nurse's costume and just, like, constantly <laughs> massaging stepdad's pecs. <laughs> How's that feel? Is that making you feel a little better? Oh, it's time for Din Din, and she just hey. pulls out a titty and plops it in his mouth. Like, okay, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. I'm getting confused by this situation. I'm aroused, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, within two years, Blackbeard went from cabin boy to a full-fledged sailor and would soon go into privateering himself. Not a lot is known about his life between 1701 and 1713 when the English government had once again made piracy legal. We know that he gained a reputation as a badass sailor and intimidating dude, but he was still mostly an anonymous figure. Then, in 1713, the war ended, and privateering was once again illegal. Suddenly, 40,000 English sailors were out of work and only knew how to do one thing. Steal shit. Sure, that doesn't sound safe. Believe me. I, uh, I used to have a son, so I know what safety is. <laughs> okay. It was then that Blackbeard met Benjamin Hornigold, who had become his BFF and mentor. Hornigold realized that he didn't need a license to be a pirate, and since the weakened and broke AF English government was an ocean away, there wasn't much they could do to stop him from capturing any and all merchant ships that passed through the Bahamas and stealing all of their cargo. Blackbeard soon became his second in command. Yeah, I can kind of relate to this at this point okay. in the story, you know. I, I used to be somewhat of a pirate myself. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember the cool days, mid-2000s? PirateBay.org. Oh, okay, yeah. Just downloading all the movies and music, games. Yeah. Unmentionables. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those were the days of sailing the seas of piracy. Uh, see, I, I can't relate because I used uh, LimeWire during those days, and I download every classic rock album was Led Zeppelin. Didn't matter who actually made the album. <laughs> <laughs> or it was just a bunch of silent tracks. Yeah. <sighs> fucking got me again. Yeah. And then there's 18,000 pop-ups on your computer. It's like, I don't know how this keeps happening. It's, it's probably LimeWire. It's not the weird <laughs> porno sites I go to, you know? It's just... <laughs> I don't look at porn, baby. I just, uh, you know. It's LimeWire, Mom. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry for stealing songs. That's all it is. Can, stop looking further. Just let me reformat the computer. I'll fix it. Mom's like, what is this folder that says homework? You're 43 years old and haven't been in school in 70 years? I, no, that is not You right. also misspelled homework. <laughs> it's H-O-M-E. E. Yeah. Before we get much further, it's important to talk about piracy overall. Because what most people know comes from movies, we're expected to believe in ghost pirates, sea monsters, and that Johnny Depp could ever hold a position of authority. Okay, okay, shut up, Johnny Depp. Just <laughs> Go make Chocolat Part 2, you pansy. Anyway, <clears throat> go get beat up by a girl. He'd have so many false accusations against him. Also, the idea that pirates were always after gold and treasure is mostly Hollywood nonsense. There was a Spanish shipwreck in 1715 in which a bunch of silver pieces of eight and gold doubloons were lost, and that brought a lot of men to the area hoping to find the treasure, but they mostly struck out and just resorted to stealing from passing ships. And most of those ships had no money on board. Instead, the pirates would steal their cargo and sell it in port. Yeah, so by the time most of these ships made it to the Bahamas, they were on their third leg of what was known as the uh, Golden Triangle, the slave trade. So they leave England, pick up slaves from West Africa, go sell them, and then when they sold them, they'd exchange them for mostly like rum, sugar, spices, stuff like that they could take back to England. And that's where the pirates would hit them when they had the rum and sugar and spices and cotton and stuff like that, and they'd just steal all the cargo and sell it. There was never this big chest full of gold like people like to imagine in the movies. <laughs> right. It's all metaphorical. Yeah. Now, of course... The exception was when they would capture a ship transporting slaves. Most of the time, the pirates had hired the strongest slaves to join their crews and would drop the rest off on a nearby island. Unfortunately, most of those that were dropped off were often recaptured and sold right back into slavery. I'd been like, no, 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 double jeopardy. No. <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> the crazy thing about pirate ships is they had pretty strict rules. The captain was mostly a figurehead whose main job was to determine when and where the crew went to fight. Most often, the captain and his second command, known as the quartermaster, were chosen based on their likability and their ability to navigate the seas. But everything else was run along Democratic lines, not Republican lines, Greg, so... <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. And each man had a say in how the ship was run. And this is kind of interesting because they would, like I said, they capture the slave ships, they'd put those guys to work, and then those guys got a vote on their ship. So at this time in history, pirates were more, you know, progressive and liberal thinking 
than actual Americans. Well, I mean, Americans in quote. Yeah, we were still English citizens at that time. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not an... 100% 100% one-to-one comparison, but I, the point is not lost. It is funny because when learning about this stuff, you don't really realize that. Like, I always just thought the, uh, the captain was the, the head dick in charge, you know? No, that's true, because it's very strange to think, like, say they, they capture another ship and there's blood and guts all over the deck, and it's like, well, somebody has to clean us up before we take this ship as our own. One guy's like, raise his hand. I vote the captain does it. Like, oh, not again, fellas. And all the other hands go up and they're just snickering in the big pocket. <laughs> he thought he was in charge. <laughs> the captain starts a mutiny against his own crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the other rules included a ban on gambling, a lights out time of eight o'clock, no boys or women allowed on the ship. They only had consenting adult males on the ship. <laughs> they got tired of pulling into port you know the pirate walks off with his peg leg just kind of hobbling off and he's carrying a, a 12 pack of Power Ranger action figures and a bunch of balloons and then suddenly pirate Chris Hansen's there he's like Arr! he's got a Mike's Hard Lemonade yeah. have a seat over there matey you're like oh no not again <laughs> runs back to the ship with his peg leg <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best to do step peg leg noise. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to choke myself. <laughs> Sounds like Monty Python coconut horse. <laughs> I do wonder about this, though, because I get you don't want women on board. You don't want distractions. You don't want to be thinking about that stuff when you're trying to orgasm. You want to just be in the moment with your... No. <laughs> no, I understand no women on board. Um the small boys, like no boys on on board. Like, I is it the same reason? Yes. Are, oh, that's awful. That's it's gotta awful. be. It's awful. Like, ah, I don't know. I history's just the worst sometimes. So I try and find like the silver. Like they didn't want boys on board because um, uh, they might I don't distract. Know, maybe you. They, it's like you can't bring your son, yeah, on the, uh, to sail the seven seas. But yeah. I doubt it. No, it probably was the same reason. I doubt these guys had families, so to speak. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, sometimes history just bums you out, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, besides that, all of their plunder was equally split, and no fighting was allowed on the ship, but if you were still pissy when you got to land, you'd have an organized duel with pistols. And I love this, because how pissed do you have to be for, like, this guy ate my pudding cup, and like three days later, you still want to risk your own life or murder him over your pudding cup. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch, man. That's a okay. You find you have a valid reason now. Yeah, this is like the uh, the seventeen hundreds version of the Brady Bill back in the nineties, <laughs> and they made you wait like seven days to buy a pistol right. after you applied for it. Because the idea is, man. If you want to do some bad shit and you still want to do it after a week, okay. But All right, that's America. Cooler heads will probably prevail. <laughs> right. The old joke is, three-day wait period, but I'm mad now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Was it three days or seven days? Or I, don't I don't remember, yeah. Whatever. And so, this is a life that Blackbeard found himself living in early 1717 when Benjamin Hornigold put him in charge of a small ship known as a sloop. Hey! 
I wanna sloop, baby, sloop, sloop, baby. Oh, all those girls that turned 10 in 1993 are loving that Well, that same year, Blackbeard came across a man named Steed Bonnet, who was trying to be a pirate, but his crew hated him. And so, with Bonnet's consent, Blackbeard took command of his ship, known as Revenge. As commander of this 12-gun ship and his crew of 150 men, Blackbeard had officially become a pirate captain. And he was about to fuck shit up. And that's exactly what I'm going to do on this break. Oh, yeah? You know, no, I'm just going to go cry to my wife. And oh, I try to like salvage our marriage. The toilet. Oh, uh, there are certain have. things when you have running water in your house that, mm. uh, you know, maybe you're not properly thankful for. <laughs> that's true. I've been uh, having to go out. Get a bucket of pool water, put it in the uh, the tank of the toilet in order to flush my, shall we say, mess. <laughs> mm. And I've been having to use toilet paper. What? Wait, what? You don't? What do you, What do you mean by that? Well, I don't have running water, so my bidet doesn't work, Chris. Oh, what kind of bidet do you have? Well, you know, there's that that guy pay to follow me around, and you know, and it's just just <laughs> wait. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a bidet, do you? I don't. I'm sorry. I was trying to be fancy like you. You wipe your ass with paper like a barbarian. I actually use the three seashells. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you probably go out in the neighborhood and hunt dogs and cats and cook them over an open flame for sustenance, don't you? Barbaric fuck. I don't know. It's, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. It uh makes me makes me feel alive to see the soul escape something as I you know twist the knife just a little deeper. <laughs> the poop knife, so it actually flushes. Yes, I do have a poop <laughs> knife, but for <laughs> you're like. It's a dog-eat-dog world, but instead you're like, it's a me-eat-dog world. (laughs) (laughs) I wipe my ass with paper. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, like you said, he's about to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. Um, And as usual, that's my part of the story. I get to say all the cool stuff. He does. Well, I get drunk and just comment on everything like an asshole. Well, I'm going to go meet my, my plumber downstairs. It'll be an extended break for us it'll be the same 10 second break for the listener (laughs) yeah see you guys on the other side see you at the crossroads well you won't be lonely All right, listener, welcome back from break. Hope you enjoyed that 10 seconds. It was very eventful for me, and I'm sure it was eventful for Greg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did things, accomplished things. Once again, refused to sign those divorce papers, got in a real big fight. Ah, you know, it's, it's not important. You know, let's talk history. <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's get to the stuff that matters. This is an escape, Christopher. <laughs>
It's the only thing keeping me going, and I hope you guys know that when you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, no guilt. You know, just uh, have a good time while you think about if you stop listening. Oh, it's it's on you. It's uh, what happens. It's oh on no, you. yeah. He's going to give away all his worldly possessions. Yep. He didn't last week's hangover. Just climb up on that clock tower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Because um, oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If I'm going, some of you motherfuckers come with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need company. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's... Uh, let's introduce more alcohol into our bodies. You know, that, can, uh, that always solves my problems. By enjoying America's favorite... Probably America's most pointless segment by this time. But anyway, America's favorite segment, second half, Seltzer. Second half, Seltzer. Second half, Seltzer. Second half, Seltzer. And three, two, one. Woo, that is refreshing. Mm. I feel like I'm in a tropical oasis. In hell where my water doesn't work. <laughs> we have sparkly alcohol water, though. That's my all you pool know. is destroyed. <laughs> in absolute hell. I had my butler bring me a mojito by the bathtub. It was not the same. <laughs> I was sitting in an empty bath, for one. <laughs> There's no water. Jeeves, put a balloon under my penis so it still looks like it's floating, please. <laughs> Give it to Bubble Beard while you're at it. You know I like Bubble Beards. Take off your silk white glove and show me that ham bone you're hiding. <laughs> you might as well show me a little butler hole, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, sir. As you wish. Oh, it's not Ricardo. It's not the same. My life is horrible. I'm in hell. I need those tangentials. <laughs> oh, who would have known that my speech impediment would become a running joke? I think I'm already going to the bad place, aren't I? Oh, you definitely are going to the bad place. Damn it. <laughs> my mom's going to be so disappointed. Oh... Are you ready to tell the people the rest of this ridiculous story? Well, might as well, you know. Pretty much immediately after Blackbeard captured the ship Revenge, he and Hornigold parted ways. It turns out that Hornigold's crew was pissy that he wouldn't attack English ships, and so they wanted to give him the boot. He'd sail back to port and would soon accept a pardon from the English government that allowed all pirates to give up their life of crime and still keep all of their stolen property and wealth. At this point in time, Blackbeard had no interest in doing that. It's just getting started, man. You don't want to give it up yet. In fact, things were going pretty damn great for Blackbeard. He had command of a fleet of three sloops, and he had stolen so much shit that they were all filled to the brim. Luckily, in November of 1717, he came across a French slave ship known as Le Concorde. Most of the time when a pirate ship pulled up to a merchant vessel... They'd show their black flag, and the ship's captain would surrender. Sometimes, the pirates would have to spray the top deck with what is known as grape shot, which is basically like a shotgun blast from a cannon. But the crew of Le Concorde was suffering from dysentery, 
So they were too busy making uh, the poop decker and its hilarious name. <laughs> they were too busy doing that to put up a fight. You see the pirates show up and they're like, oh, God, this is exactly what I need as they're squatting over on the deck. Oh, God, not, oh, not now, not now. Oh, it's like when you get a very important phone call and you're on the toilet. You're like, do I take this? It's echoey in here. They'll know. They'll know. <laughs> They'll know. And you're on one of those automatic toilets, so as soon as you move half a millimeter, it flushes. <laughs> no! It destroys the uh, toilet paper ceiling that you've laid down to yeah. mask the sound of falling shit into water. <laughs> in one fail swoop, your whole plan has gone to absolute shit. We've talked about this before, my, my bathroom social anxiety, where I'm like... I don't feel like I peed long enough or loud enough, and everybody's judging me. He's like, oh, God, he has a tiny dick, because that only took three seconds. We've and, talked... Have we? Yes, we've mentioned this several times. This comes up... Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I believe that it was a part of your best man toast at my wedding. Um, <laughs> but that is another thing that gives me anxiety, and it shouldn't. Like, no one cares. No one gives a shit. But I'm in there pooping, and, like, I move, and the toilet flushes, and then I stand up, and the toilet flushes... And then I walk past it, you know, buckling my belt or whatever, and the toilet flushes, and some guy's outside like, what is wrong with this guy? How big was that thing he just laid? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, it's just the toilet. I'm, I had to get out the old poop knife and cut it up. Uh, yeah. And I run out of the bathroom crying, and I'm like, they're like, something, what's wrong with that guy? He didn't even wash his hands. He was just bawling his eyes out after pooping. What happened in there? <laughs> I'm going to use a different stall. I'm just going to say it. Well, the ship Le Concorde was already built for speed, but Blackbeard wasted no time making her smaller and lighter, but not at the expense of the 40 guns he wanted the ship to be armed with. And since the name Le Concorde made him think of grape jelly, Blackbeard changed the ship's name to Queen Anne's Revenge. He then gave one of his crappier sloops to the French and sent them on their way. They aptly named their new ship Malvis Ronquant, which translates to bad meeting. You said wrong qual. There's like eight different consonants in there. The French are weird, man. Their pronunciations. I know. <sighs> it is not spelled like it sounds. <laughs> right. Most of their words. Shortly thereafter, Blackbeard captured a ship that had sailed out of Boston. He took all of the money, kicked the crew off of the boat, and then set it on fire. That's because he couldn't. Stopped the iPod from playing Dropkick Murphys on a loop. He just kept saying, I'm shipping out of Boston. You're like, oh, God, kill me. What is this? <laughs> the, the Departed, where they play that same song over and over again? You're like, oh, come on. Come on, Scorsese. You can do better. I just wanted to take a dig at Scorsese. Just once. I know he's listening. Fuck you, Martin. He can always do better, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like he's like Churchill. A little overrated. I'm just mad at him because he... Gave Ray Liotta my part. You know, I auditioned for that. I, I Granted, I was six years old, but I think I could have done better than Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. In Goodfellas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my entire pretty, life. Pretty good when he was fucked up. My entire life, I just dreamed of one thing, being a gangster. And then though it slams and it's a four-year-old on the back there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray Liotta was good in that movie. Well, it was the captain of this boat out of Boston that first described Blackbeard by saying he was, quote, a tall spare man with a very black beard, which he wore very long, end quote. 
And that was enough to give him his legendary nickname. <laughs> his long black sure. beard. There. Yep. Oh, was, That's it. Yeah, yeah. He had rather long thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Poor Captain Dick Fingers. <laughs> How did he get that nickname? <laughs> no offense to that captain, but as we're alluding to, he did a pretty shit-tier job of describing Blackbeard. He had a long beard and long black hair, both of which he kept ribbons tied to. He carried four pistols and two swords. And he wore a knit cap, which he used to hold two cannon fuses, which he would keep lit when approaching an enemy. And, you know, maybe that sounds a little cheesy for modern times, but sailors in the early 18th century shit their pants when they saw him and were convinced he was the devil. Yeah, and if you need, like, a modern frame of reference, think about, I guess modern is 30 years old, but you think about how the parents reacted to Kiss when they showed up. Like, they're... Knights in Satan's service. Like, they look so evil. Gene Simmons' tongue is so long. Like, they thought they were all satanic, and now you listen to Kiss, and it's like the most generic bullshit rock ever. over 40 years old. Okay, fine. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fact that his black pirate flag depicted a skeleton devil stabbing a heart with a spear didn't really do anything to change anybody's minds, you know? It's a regular Gene Simmons. Yep. And when you look at the flag, you're like, that's really kind of lame looking. Like, it's it doesn't look good. It looks like a modern standard. It looks like a 12-year-old drew it. Like, yeah, stabbing the heart with this trident. Like, oh, God. But yeah, back then, they're like, <gasps> you act like these motherfuckers just had cafe press. They just submit an image <laughs> online. You're like, I want this, and I want it this big, and it just gets printed and sent to them. No, yeah. these yeah. are hardened pirates sewing all this shit. Yeah, that's, that is funny. There's like, while the crew is like capturing ships and threatening people, and like, girl, we're going to kill you. There's a guy like just in the background, just threatening some needle <laughs> through a flag. <laughs> Excuse me, Captain. What color should the heart be? Should it be red so they know it's a heart? You're like, ugh, I'm busy. I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm being intimidating right now. Well, what if we put a kitten on the flag and it's stabbing a kitten? And you're like, oh, don't stab the kitty. That's evil. Eve, no, just go with the heart, okay? Just, just leave me alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is that uh, not much is known about what Blackbeard got up to between December 1717 and May of 1718 other than the fact that he captured another ship, Adventure, and placed his bro Israel Hands in charge of it. But that May, Blackbeard's fleet, which had been operating solely in the Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico, appeared just outside the harbor town of Charlestown, South Carolina, which, as you know now, is just known as Charleston. They lost the W in the war. Bunch of fucking Nazis. And the space. Yes. The Lebensraum. Yes, they lost the Lebensraum. Oh, the W. You're making the German joke. Yeah, it's a callback. Yes. Yes. Germans ain't got no W's. Mm -mm. Two world wars, no W's. (laughs) All those W's in world war? Just a bunch of L's. Just L's. (laughs) And V's. And V's. (laughs) Well, if you don't know, the harbor around Charlestown is fairly shallow and is surrounded by sandbars, which meant that the merchant ships had just a few narrow paths that allowed them to enter and exit. If you don't know, like, it's common knowledge. What kind of idiot doesn't know that there's a lot of sandbars around uh, yeah. Charleston? 
just uh, just be an expert here. <laughs> Fair enough. Pretty sure we also talked about it in uh, what's his name, Robert Smalls. Yeah, yeah. So I don't remember much of that episode for some reason. I don't know why. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you wrote the outline for it, and all that shit's in there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Blackbeard and his four ships now had these passages blocked. Well, over the next six days, they controlled the harbor and captured multiple ships that attempted to leave the city. Blackbeard knew that there was no Royal Navy presence in the colony of South Carolina, so he could hold the city hostage and demand his ransom. And what prize was he asking to be delivered so it could be shared between him and his 150 men, you might ask, listener? Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of gold and jewels. Some rum. You know, pirate shit. Let's get pirate some. Pirate shit, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, they were asking for a shitload of syringes loaded up with mercury that they could inject directly into their urethras of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed an excuse <laughs> Not to the say. urethra of the vagina, yes. <laughs> <laughs> with the hopes that it would cure the syphilis that they had spread like wildfire throughout his flotilla. <laughs> Like, can you imagine you find, like, this treasure map, and it's got the X and all that. You're like, oh, I'm going to find a bunch of gold. You go, and you dig it up, and it's nothing but syringes filled with mercury. (laughs) The fuck is this? (laughs) There's, like, six dead pirates around it because he didn't want anyone to know where his fucking treasure was. (laughs) (laughs) The people of Charlestown agreed to Blackbeard's demands and a bag full of medicine was delivered to him. Knowing that London would eventually find out that he had attacked an English colony, Blackbeard decided it was time to give up his life of piracy. But in order to do so, he needed to pull off one last bit of douchebaggery. Making making a good time, making a good time. He set sail for North Carolina, where he was sure the governor would give him a pardon. Once he reached Topsail Inlet, which was near the port city of Beaufort, he intentionally ran the Queen Anne's Revenge and the other captured ship, Adventure, aground. And so we say Beaufort, it's spelled Beaufort, but uh, we got yelled at by some hillbilly from South Carolina from our Robert Smalls episode, where he was from Beaufort, South Carolina. I don't know, it's spelled Beaufort, maybe in North Carolina, which is the vastly superior Carolina. You would say Beaufort, like a normal human, but uh, just to be safe, so we don't get yelled at by this, I don't know, this 12-year-old hillbilly who intends on (laughs) messing just every time we do an episode, just in case, we'll say Beaufort. Yeah, fuck you, Noah. (laughs) Blackbeard then sailed into nearby Bath Town, got a little cleaned up, Mm -hmm. got his pardon, and officially gave up his life of piracy, and possibly built a house and got married. And uh, then he went right back to piracy. (laughs) Blackbeard sailed down to the Caribbean and captured a French ship. When he got back, the governor of North Carolina was hot pissed and accused Blackbeard of being a pirate. What? What? Uh, How dare you? (laughs) He still got the fuses lit in his fucking cap. (laughs) He's got like a merchant in a headlock giving him a noogie. How dare you? No, it's my buddy. We're best friends, right? Right, guy? Right? <laughs> say it. Say it. Tell him we're friends. <laughs> fucking friends. Where the you're, vid goes up. You're going to do my math homework next week, you stupid 
Ruby. <laughs> Blackbeard said he had just found that French ship abandoned at sea, and he salvaged it. <laughs> oh, something happened. Yeah. This is just a ship just randomly. It's weird, man. I came upon it. Nobody. I'm guessing it was a lemon. Somebody didn't want to deal with it no more. <laughs> hey, you know. Hey. <laughs> Be a shame if your whole crew just like abandoned the ship. I don't know. I'm just saying. Speaking of lemons, it's such a big one. Maybe we won't get scurvy now. You know, because it's caused by a lack of vitamin C in the diet. <laughs> History joke. Hey, piracy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, listener. It's not all cucks and rainbows. Okay. Sometimes we got to throw some normal stuff in there. Yeah. We've kept it surprisingly straight this episode. It's killing me. Immediately load up grinder when we're done with this episode, just to. Well, a lot of people me. want us to, you know, stop with those kind of jokes, and I'll stop when my wife's boyfriend tells me to stop, <laughs> and he and I are not on speaking terms. <laughs> well, the governor of North Carolina had no evidence to the contrary, and so he accepted the idea. The Blackbeard was still living on the right side of the law. Just found a big old bag of cash down by the railroad tracks. I don't know what happened, man. Just to... Hey, you can't prove otherwise. Yeah. Unfortunately for Blackbeard, the governor of neighboring Virginia, Alexander Spotswood, wasn't hearing any of that shit. I had Spotswood. Spotswood, yeah. I, I had that in college. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can empathize. And then I dropped out of college. I kept the Spotswood, but... Uh... <laughs> I used to call it my spiked bat. <laughs> no, baby, that's warty for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> nice and ribbed for you. It looks like a pickle. Just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> or like a cold nipple. But if the whole thing was made out of cold nipple skin. <laughs> Please don't turn off our podcast. <laughs> Please. <laughs> You're going to learn stuff about history, I swear, I swear. (laughs) Well, Spotswood was in a bit of hot water, politically speaking, and he needed a distraction from the fact that his legislature fucking hated him. Unlike Superior North and Inferior South Carolina, there were Royal Navy ships and sailors in Virginia, and so he ordered Lieutenant Robert Maynard of the HMS Pearl to sail on down to North Carolina and arrest Blackbeard. And just since we want to keep this historically accurate, that was the HMS White Pearl, not uh, Black Pearl, like in Pirates of the Caribbean. Just, uh, you know, they were just a little bit racist back then, so they had to differentiate. It was just regular Pearl, because that's the only (laughs) pearls they saw as actual pearls. That's true, yeah. The other one was called the HMS Three-Fifths Pearl. I still haven't decided if I'm allowed to laugh at that. <laughs> you were just standing on the runway. I was like, well, let's see if he lands this one. We'll see. <laughs> oh, nope, nope. Crashed and burned. No, and even get- after you did, I was still just like looking around. <laughs> Somebody else can start laughing first. Or I really got to, I got to start the slow clap here. <laughs> Wolf Dick was like, don't get me involved in this shit. I am not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> In November of 1718, Maynard hired two civilian vessels that could pass through the sandbars around Bathtown and hopefully sneak up on Blackbeard. It was near Ocracoke Island that they found Blackbeard, who was partying on the beach with his men and hadn't bothered to post a lookout. 
mainly because he thought he had been pardoned. And uh, Ocracoke Island, mm -hmm. for somebody that's really a fan of vegetables and partying, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, let's let's do a line and then shove this fuzzy vegetable over my butthole. Let's do it. <laughs> let's have some fun. Ooh, a regular okra. No, it's, all, it's all about that fried okra. Yeah, I don't like okra at all. Ooh, at I all. I fried okra. I could probably eat some right now because I don't have any taste. Thanks, covid Bama. Mm-hmm. When Blackbeard saw the ships approaching, he roused his crew and waited for Maynard to get within gun range. Once Maynard and his ship were at point-blank range, Blackbeard demanded to know who they were. Maynard, who was flying the English flag, said that he sure as fuck wasn't a pirate. Upon hearing this, Blackbeard took a glass of rum, pounded it down, and said, Damnation seize my soul if I give you a quarter, or take any from ya. He then opened fire on Maynard's ship with grape shot, killing six men instantly. And it's important to know, this is actually the first time Blackbeard and his men killed anybody. Before this point, he was relying uh, entirely on his intimidation factor, like the burning fuses and the big long beard. Nobody's going to mess with me. This is the first time he actually uh, order, gives the order and someone dies at the, as a result. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that because I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, from Blackbeard's perspective, he had already won this fight. The ship was poorly manned, and he had just killed most of the sailors on deck. He pulled his ship up next to the English, launched grapple hooks to tie the ships together, and tossed over a few old-school grenades, and then he and his crew boarded the ship. Unfortunately for Blackbeard, Maynard had pulled a Trojan horse on him, He's like, ah, I don't want to, we don't need protection. I got the, all these mercury shots. We don't, <laughs> we don't need that Let's Trojan. Ah. It's kind of ironic that it's called a Trojan horse and the condom's a Trojan because I'm like, yeah, I'm putting it on. And then right before, <laughs> rip it off. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending my men in. <laughs> yeah. You didn't expect this, did you? <laughs> as soon as the pirates were on his top deck, 25 English sailors came running outside and the fight was on. It was a brutal melee of swords and single-shot flintlock pistols, and it was all taking place in an area that was only about 20 by 15 feet and was slick with blood and sea spray. Just like Greg's pool. Just imagine a bunch of chicken fights in Greg's pool. Just uh, going at each other. Swords and stuff. That is fun to imagine. Yeah. A bunch of shirtless dudes. You were talking to the listener, but I started imagining it. <laughs> You're like, oh. It's pretty cool. Let's get that thing fixed. Give me some ideas. <laughs> Come on. Well, Blackbeard stabbed Maynard. Maynard shot Blackbeard twice. Still, the men kept fighting. Maynard then slipped and fell to the deck. Blackbeard moved in for the kill, at which point one of Maynard's soldiers stabbed Blackbeard in the fucking throat. He kept fighting until he was shot five times and stabbed over 20. Once he fell dead, his crew gave up the fight and all surrendered. And it's important to remember, they're using flintlock pistols. So him being shot five times took 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I totally believe that all of these shots and stabs were actually recorded and registered. Yeah, <laughs> It's like a Rasputin. You know, that story mm -hmm. with poisoned and shot and stabbed, and then he tried to swim away when he was dead in the icy river. It's like, okay. Like, they shot him once. That's in the entertaining. Yeah. 
they shot Blackbeard like once in the forehead and he dropped in. He's like, well, that was anticlimactic. You know, let's uh, spice that well, up. so much bit. rope on a, on a sailing ship, you know, maybe yeah. they just like makeshift did a marionette and had a little, <laughs> little stage show that night and kept stabbing them and shooting them. Oh, Blackbeard, I'm here to take the ship. You know, just yeah. somebody's up there pulling on the ropes. Some dude who's been on the ship for like three days. He's like, let me stab him. I got to get laid. I got to tell this story in bars. Ah, there we go. Right in the gut. Oh, he's been dead for six weeks. <laughs> Just pops him like a balloon. <laughs> well, Blackbeard's men were arrested and tried, and everyone except for Israel Hands was found guilty because he had turned state's witness. In December, they were loaded in a cart and driven down a road where they were hanged, one by one. Blackbeard's head was cut off and placed on the front of Maynard's ship as a trophy. His body was tossed in the ocean, where idiot legends say it attempted to swim away. <laughs> okay. Just like Rasputin. <laughs> yeah. At least that motherfucker still had a head, though. <laughs> right? No one is sure what happened to Blackbeard's skull, but it is said that it soon became a cup used to drink rum out of. In the end... The life of a pirate was a life of crime, and as upstanding citizens, we should always be for the prevention of crime and the arrest of criminals. And yes, Blackbeard had spent his entire life stealing from merchants and convincing them he was the devil. But it's still hard to not relate to a guy whose greatest crime was holding an entire city hostage just so he could shoot poison into his dick. Because really, who hasn't been there? And. Of story. Woo! We did it. Did it again. They said, there's no way you can finish this story about Blackbeard. And we're like, watch this. Watch, <laughs> you stupid idiots. <laughs> I do feel bad for him at the end because it's uh, it's like every mob movie ever where they, they finally decide, okay, I'm done. I'm going to live a clean life. I made my money. I'm going to get out. And then they get gunned down. Like, go. No tragedy. It's my last day on the force. <laughs> yeah. Gonna sail into retirement. Get a motorhome. <laughs> As he's gunned down in the donut shop. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking dead. His young partner's like revenge. <laughs> but no, I mean, he had been pardoned. He was just hanging out, partying on an island, and old Alexander Spotty Dick was like, "Hey, let's go get that guy. Let's uh." Let's make a statement. And he did. He he won that battle. But uh But not the war. Oh wait. Yeah. No, he won the war too. Yeah. He won the war too. But anyway, yeah, so I feel bad for Blackbeard, but I don't feel bad for Blackbeard. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm torn. I don't care about Blackbeard. Obviously you didn't study at all for this episode. Yeah, all I had to do was <laughs> read this fucking outline this week. <laughs> I would way rather read the book than live this hell on earth <laughs> that I'm currently living. House is underwater, and he's like, eh, you know, I got priorities here, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> this gray water is backing up my house just a little bit. It's full of diseases. And, and they're diseases I don't even already have. Yeah. I'm going to shoot so much mercury into my penis just to get rid of this. <laughs> All right, Gregory. It is once again time for... Fast facts. Fast fact. Number one. The ship that took Blackbeard from Bristol to Jamaica for the first time was likely a slave ship that stopped off in West Africa along the way. 
Conditions sucked for everyone on these ships, but of course, the slaves had it the worst, and one in five kidnapped Africans would die during the journey. Fast Fact Number 2 After accepting a pardon, Benjamin Hornigold would become one of the best-known and well-accomplished pirate hunters in the Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> Either way, who cares? <laughs> I can't decide which one I want to say. <laughs> He captured and arrested multiple pirates who had violated their pardon and was a colonial hero until he disappeared, likely after his ship was sunk by a hurricane, or he was abducted by aliens. I don't know, Bermuda Triangle, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> Fast fact, number three. Steed Bonnet vowed to seek revenge on Blackbeard for abandoning him, but sucked at tracking down his former captain. He then led the other abandoned men back into a life of piracy, but he sucked at that too and was captured by a militia and hanged for being a pirate. Fast fact number four. In 1996, treasure divers looking for a sunken Spanish ship discovered what marine archaeologists believed to be the Queen Anne's Revenge off the coast of North Carolina. Of course, they didn't find a nameplate on the ship, and the guns matched the historical description, but the main indicator that it was Blackbeard's ship was the discovery of several metal syringes that would have been used to inject mercury into an infected penis. <laughs> End of story. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. We told that story. You know, I didn't... I Going into this... Reading, I didn't know a lot, like I said, and then I read the book, and I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to be a great episode. But I think we nailed that. I think that was very good. I think we told that story. There's a lot of piracy involved, a lot of Blackbeard story involved. Um, and A lot of Blackbeard story involved in the book about Blackbeard. You heard it here first, folks. Well, like I said, <laughs> like I said, half the book is, I don't know what Blackbeard did, but here's right, a bunch yeah, of what other yeah. pirates did, so he probably did the same thing. Um but I, I think we nailed that one. I think that was a great episode. I think uh, people... There was enough to hobble together a story. Yes. Especially when only one of us read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Wolf Dick, for putting that together. We really appreciate that, man. All right, guys. We thank you for listening once again. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope it inspired you to check out HunterProofHistory.com, where you find every episode, a little bit of information about ourselves, or maybe our social media, at 100ProofHistory. Or maybe you were so inspired, you're like, yeah, I'll give these guys $3 a month and I'll get extra content on the Patreon, which you can also find at HunterProofHistory.com. My pool needs a fixing, ladies. It sure does. It sure does. Oh, he's never going to invite me back over unless that pool gets fixed. And that's literally my only hope left. Like, the light at the tunnel is very dim. But if I get to see him shirtless just once more. I'm sure insurance will cover it, but they're not going to cover all the popped pool floaties. <laughs> That's what the Patreon money's for. It's not going to cover all the Cuban young men who drowned, froze <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Their tan genitals just just frozen in place for eternity. Looking like a bunch of, of jacks floating there. <laughs> freezing to death while Rose was warm as fuck and there was plenty of space on that door there really was we'll save it for the Titanic episode Greg let's end this one let's go home 
Gregory, what else? Nothing, goodbye. Goodbye. Put up my my note that says don't say fucking, stay straight, have a good time. Here we go. <laughs> posture? Something wrong with your posture? <laughs> I legit, just Captain Penis made, on its own made me laugh. <laughs> I'm a child. Captain Penis, he's our hero. Gonna take your virginity down to zero. <laughs> Captain Penis, he's a dick. If you don't wear a condom, you're gonna get sick. (laughs) The rings are just different parts of the penis. Balls, shaft, (laughs) veins, head. The other stuff. Heart. You're like, why is heart still here? You're the most useless of the rangers. Golly. <laughs> I'm be 40 in a couple of months doing a podcast about gay jokes and... God, you just gotta slip it in there. Remind me of your birthday. I know when your birthday is, Chris. <laughs> God. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything. You know, it's kind of a big deal. It's 40. I still got your housewarming gift. <laughs> and that extra book that I ordered like an idiot. Golly, what's wrong with you? Do you see? Okay, well, fair enough. You mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a technical term. <laughs> I've been drinking like I've been drinking rum and coke, so there might be some burps. You need to open up whatever you're gonna drink on the show the day before, mm. just so all the carbonation goes away. <laughs> you have flat. to drink flat, nasty drinks. <laughs> Oh, you son of a bitch, you're not allowed to have carbonation. <laughs> you go to like a dinner with your wife and her friends and you're like, do you have anything non-carbonated? She's like, oh, just water. I'm like, oh. The guy's like, why, why can't you drink carbonation? <sighs> My podcast co-host yells at me, tells me I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Up to 24 hours prior to a show. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Honey, this guy's fucking weird. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, by the way, here's a uh, link to my podcast in case you're interested. Uh, <laughs> I already put a sticker on the back of your car. <laughs> but please don't listen. Please don't. God, don't listen to it. It's, it's awful. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought, man, I should hang out with Greg that day, but then that's my daughter's birthday, so I probably can't hang out with you. What's more important? You look so handsome when you smolder with your your three day stubble. You said you don't. That was your excuse why a bunch of shit. Well, been- I don't, and then I paste it in, and then it shows up all red, and then I fix it. Sometimes I don't have time to fix it, but most of the time I do. Well, it's not two R's; it's two B's. My Microsoft Word underlined every single fucking one of them. Hey Google, spell Caribbean. Caribbean is spelled C A R. I ah! <laughs> she paused. The bated breath. <laughs> the suspense was killing C-A-R. me. C A R. And uh, we'll get back to it after this commercial break. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a bitch. Fuck you, Google. <laughs> She's wrong, too. I need yeah. to get Alexa. <laughs> yeah.